0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Kaelin woke up to a loud bang. For a second he thought that he had just been dreaming, his nightmares bleeding through slightly into real life. He rolled over on instinct, hand patting across the bed sheets to look for someone to pull close. Lynn, to look for Lynn to pull close. The fact he wasn't there was worrying, to say the least. This was thrice now Lynn had gone wandering in the night, and whereas the latest time he had been fine, the first time he definitely wasn't. He laid out on his back, stretching his hands above his head as he tried to figure out whether he needed to get up or not. They were in Lin's house. Surely there wasn't really that much of a risk. He probably got up to go to the bathroom, or cook, or go do some more work in his office, whatever rich people did. With a sigh, he rolled out of the bed, feet sinking into the thick carpet that surrounded it. It was both a blessing and a curse, muffling all of the noise he made while doing the same thing for any possible intruders. This had better be worth it, the prick better not just be off wandering the gardens. His ears pricked up when he stepped out into the hall, listening for any sign of Lynn moving around the house. That was the difficulty with such a large place, he supposed. It was hard to hear things happening in other areas, especially with Lynn's room being right at the end of the east wing. Pausing in the hallway, he strained his hearing, desperately trying to hear the clanging of pots, the turning of pages, something. But for the longest time there was nothing, until he took a step forward and the floorboard creaked. There was a moan of pain in return, and for a moment he thought it might have been someone underneath the floor, but it came from the other end of the hallway. It was cut off soon after with a thud and a grunt and adrenaline immediately flooded his system. Something was wrong. He kicked into action straight away, bending his knees so he could move faster if he needed to. If he was being sensible, he would go back and grab a weapon, but he found himself in panic mode quicker than he had done before. At least he could use his magic. His ears stayed on high alert as he started to hum quietly. It was times like this that he sometimes wished that he had chosen a form of magic that didn't need to be so loud. No one seemed to hear it, though, which was a blessing. Obviously, whoever it was who had broken in was an amateur at best. If it had been him, he would have definitely set up some other magical alarms around in case anyone came investigating. Although, if he was being fair... If it had been him doing it, then he definitely would have killed anyone else in the house long before he got to his mark. After he had built up enough magic, he let the magic spell release around him, and he knew that he would be slowly fading out of sight. It wasn't the most powerful spell, but it would do what he needed it to for as long as he needed it. As long as he stayed quiet, he would be completely indetectable. The walk down the corridor seemed a lot longer than it had done with less at stake. He'd already noticed the creaking of the old wood planks as he had walked up here earlier, and even remembered thinking at the time it would be awful if someone wanted to sneak around. Maybe he should have bought it up at the time. Hindsight was always 20-20, like they said. The closer he got to the room at the other end of the corridor, the louder the voices drifting out of it became. He had no idea whether there was any reason behind them bringing Lynn to this room, but it was definitely the furthest away from where they had left Caelan sleeping. That made sense, he supposed. Less likely to wake him if Lynn ever did start screaming. All you need to do is give us the money and we'll go away. We'll even leave your little boyfriend alive. The voice was in common, muffled slightly as if a mask was covering their face. If Kalen had to say, he would have thought that they sounded a little bit scared. There was no response, and a part of Caelan was proud that Lynn didn't crack easily. The amount of people he'd been around who broke down over the smallest amount of torture. Another loud thump and a barely contained grunt of pain reminded him of his time constraints and he hurried up as much as he could without making too much noise. Whoever these guys were, they were absolute amateurs. They had left the door wide open, easy for Cailin to come up to the door frame and take a look inside. Lynn was tied to a chair in the middle of what appeared to be another guest room. His arms were bound behind his back Legs strapped to the front of the chair, and there was even rope wrapping around his stomach. They obviously didn't know Lynn very well, if they thought he was going to be at all able to fight back. His face was already beginning to bruise up, and part of his hair was matted with blood, where they had obviously struck him with something sharp. No stab wounds, though, and Kaelin tried not to think of how grateful he was for that. He had a defiant look in his eyes while he stared the men down. There were three of them, all appearing to be human, and that explained why Lynn had been able to pick up the sound of the floorboard creaking where they hadn't. Alvin ears had a tendency to be a lot more sensitive than anyone else's. They looked like cookie-cutter villains, all dressed in black and grey with their faces covered with the kind of mask you found at a fancy dress store. No wonder they had been so amateurish. Well, they had managed to get into the house. Maybe you shouldn't say too much against them. They were armed with nothing more than wooden clubs, one with nails sticking out of the end. These guys definitely weren't doing this at all professionally. We know you killed them all. We could go to the city guard easily, tell them exactly what you did. Or we could walk away, keep our mouths shut, and no one has to know. The man in the back spoke, with slightly less of a shake in his voice than the first man. You are aware that there's a bounty for information on their deaths, right? Lynn finally spoke, and his voice was different to what Kaelin had heard before. Darker, somehow. It was still distinctly Limb, but with a few layers added in. It would equate to just over 30,000 gold for each of you. And you probably would have gotten it too. You're a reliable enough source. But you were just too greedy for that, weren't you? Kalin was almost fascinated for a moment, wanting to hear more, get more of the story the gnome Winterdrift had started telling him. This was even more than his family is dead, this was Lynn killed his entire family. He was pulled out of it by Lynn taking another punch to the face, followed by a trickle of blood out of his nose. As much as he wanted desperately to know what happened his main priority was making sure that Lynn was safe. Without even a second's thought, he started to sing, forcing everyone in the room to look at him. The look of confusion on their face at the song coming from nowhere came too late as he raised his hands, feeling the hair around his head raising slightly as the spell exploded around him. The shockwave flew out from him, filling the room and hitting everything in his wake. The man closest to him took most of the brunt, ears starting to bleed as each synapse in his brain exploded with activity. He hadn't even hit the floor before the other two men got smashed in tandem, their symptoms almost identical to the first as they fell. The spell faded as it got to Lynn, hair blowing about in the effects before it finally dissipated into the air. Caelan dropped the invisibility spell as he moved into the room, walking up to the man closest to him. His mouth was opened in a scream of pain, eyes glassy and blood still pouring from his ears to pool on the ground. Caelan crouched down, taking the man's head in his hands and quickly turning his neck to snap it. He'd had that spell backfire on him before. Almost take someone out before they arose and stabbed him in the back before he knew what was happening he made his way around the other two men, glad that his habit paid off when the last man groaned at his head being grabbed. After dispatching of him, he moved over to Lin, sitting down in his lap and starting to sing. He rested his hands on the elf's face, letting healing magic flow from his hands into Lin and watching his wounds slowly heal. The bruises on his face paled and disappeared, and the cuts to his skin knitted back together in front of him. He didn't really know how well Lin was doing mentally, which was another big concern. The elf was just staring at him, eyes twitching as they roamed around his face. Being basically kidnapped and tortured was sure to do something to a person, and with all the will in the world, his magic couldn't fix that. How are you feeling? he asked as he stood up from his lap moving around to start untying him before realising that the ropes around his wrists and his waist was already loose. Wait, did you do this? Lynn looked up at him, nodding as he moved to work on his ankles. My sibling tied me up a lot when I was a kid. I got pretty good at getting out of them after a while. And I'm fine, thank you. Not the first time I've been held to ransom. Kaylin couldn't help but stare, taking a step back to let him work. He was tempted to ask why he hadn't let himself out earlier, but quickly realised even if he did that there wasn't much Lynn could have done against three armed men. Lynn finally stood up, looking down at the men on the floor and taking a deep breath. He bent down, grabbing one of their masks and pulling it off before sighing. Just like I thought. These guys used to work for my family. Fuck. I would rather that they hadn't died, but they didn't really leave us a choice, huh? He smiled sadly up at Kalen, and it was the first indication that this had actually affected him that Lynn had given I mean, it was kind of either them or you. They did drag you out of bed and tie you up, and with all the will in the world, I don't think you could have taken many more hits to the face like that. Kaelin replied, walking over to another of the men and pulling the mask off him as well. So, what do you want to do with these guys? Return them to their families, or... Lynn thought for a second, standing up and looking over the bodies in front of them. Well, these two didn't have families. And as for this guy? I hate to say it, but sending him home will only raise questions that I would need to answer. His wife is lovely, I have to admit, but I wouldn't want to give her the pain of knowing he was trying to extort me. It might be better for him to just disappear. Cailin looked up, disagreeing slightly but not about to voice it. Whatever Lynn wanted right now, Lynn would get. I can use them though, Lin continued, crouching down and inspecting one of the men closer, tilting his head from side to side as he stared at him. If you didn't mind helping me take them to my lab, they'll do one last job for me, and I'll dispose of them properly. Caleb wanted to ask, wanted to know exactly what Lynn was going to use them for, but after a moment, he decided against it. He didn't really care what Lynn did in his spare time, and it wasn't really his place to decline. Yeah, whatever. Sure. But after that, we're going to have a talk, he said seriously, watching Lynn where he was crouched down. The elf looked up with a sigh, meeting Kayla's eyes before letting out a slow breath and looking back down at the floor. Yeah, I know. At least it hadn't taken long to drag the bodies across to Lynn's lap. They hadn't even needed to go downstairs, the lab being on the same floor for some reason. Kaelin had taken a quick look around, taking in the clean white walls and tiled floor, and made a note to come and have a deeper investigation if he did decide to stay. He helped haul the final body onto a table, taking a step back to take a breath. In the time they had taken to get over here, Kaelin had thought on it. He was, quite honestly, lucky to even be alive. It was a miracle that they had left him alone, hadn't killed him in his sleep. It would certainly have been easier to do that than dragging Lynn without having to wake him up. This was the closest to death Kaelin had been for a long time, and Lynn was treating it like it was nothing. Okay, I will get these sorted in the morning, Lynn finally said his own breathing deep from the exertion of pulling one of the bodies over. Shall we head back to bed? Cailin narrowed his eyes at him, turning around to stare at Lin for a second. No. You're telling me what the fuck just happened. He ground out through his teeth, keeping his gaze levelled at the elf in front of him. Lin's ears dropped down to almost his shoulders, but Cailin didn't care how uncomfortable he was. When Lynn responded he was quiet, voice muted. Of course um well we could go downstairs and make some cocoa. I we really don't want to be No, you'll fucking tell me right now, Kaelin interrupted, standing up to his full height and watching Lynn's ears pin back in fear. I just woke up to you being tied and beaten. This isn't part of the contract, you know. I could turn around and walk out of here right this second I don't care. Or you could tell me what the fuck is going on with you." Lynn had shrunk back against the wall as Caelan spoke, looking vaguely reminiscent of a kicked puppy as he did. Caelan found he didn't care, though. What, what did you want to know? Why they tied me up? Because they were looking for money. That tends to be what's happening when someone comes into my house and attacks me. Lynn responded, a hint of spite in the response. But Calen wasn't taking it. I want to know what the fuck is up with your family, he nearly shouted, taking a step towards Lynn. First, a random woman in Winterdrift warns me to stay away from you, that you're cursed and you're going to cause my death. You live in this huge fucking house all alone with no explanation why. And now these guys are saying you killed someone. What the fuck is going on? Lynn tried to take a step back, hitting the wall and just staring at Kaelin in absolute terror. There was a moment where Kaelin thought he would run, thought he would try to get away, but he seemed to be frozen in fear. A few minutes passed in silence, Caelan waiting for answers as Lynn simply stared back at him. Whatever. He didn't need to do this. He owed the man nothing. He'd just pack up his bags and head home in the morning. After a few more moments, giving Lynn more of a chance than he really deserved, he turned around to head back out of the room. Wait. Lynn's voice sounded full of tears, full of fear as he called out. Caelan paused for a moment before turning around to look at him. The elf had actually held his hand out, as if he was trying to stop Caelan with his mind. Wait, I'll tell you. Caelan was about to respond, about to tell him that he didn't have all night, but finally, Lynn spoke. My family were all dead, yes, but I didn't kill them. He sighed, ears the lowest Kaelin had ever seen them and eyes full of tears. Lynn's knees went out beneath him and he fell back to slide down the wall behind him. His head dropped into his hands, elbows on his knees as he closed his eyes. It, people broke in. A lot of them. They came into my room, cast some spells on me that I couldn't shake off dragged me down into the basement. His voice was coming out stilted, and Calen could just see his face growing up in pain at the memory. I don't remember much from down there. My whole family was there, and there was... There was screaming. And pain. They tattooed me, tattooed all of us with these fucking tattoos. I couldn't deal with the pain. I passed out. When I came to, they were gone. Along with my family. He was actively crying now, and Kaelin was torn as to whether or not he should go over. After a moment, he closed the gap between them, dropping to his knees beside him and resting a hand on his shoulder. Lynn reacted instantly, curling into him and clinging to his waist. Kaelin wrapped his arms around the man's shoulders, letting him press easily into his chest. Their bodies were there, but. they weren't. They're all dead. I cried for a while before getting the guards. They, um. They think I survived because. because of my mutation. Because I can't do magic. Lynn mumbled, voice almost obscured by his face being pressed into Kaylin's chest. He said I was lucky. But I've never felt it. Not really. It was just the... <laughs> the Chasso Curse striking again. Kaelin wanted to ask. He really did. Wanted more information on just what the Chasso Curse was. But he knew that wouldn't be the best idea right now. "'Why didn't you tell me?' he asked gently, rubbing small circles on Lynn's back. "'It's a bit stupid to tell someone that no one would miss you if you didn't make it home, isn't it?' Lynn chuckled through tears, and Kayla was inclined to agree. "'Plus,' Meeting someone and being all, hey, I'm cursed, and it got all of my family killed, doesn't seem to go too well, in my experience. Honey, you didn't get them killed, Kaelin whispered, pressing a kiss to the top of Lynn's head carefully. It was still a bit too domestic, but right now it seemed like that's what Lynn wanted. Come on, let's go to bed. We can talk about it more in the morning. Promise me you'll stay? Lynn asked, looking up with wide, pleading eyes. We'll talk about it tomorrow, Kaylin repeated. After all, he knew what tomorrow would bring.